Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Welcome to our Flourish Podcast. Today I want to talk about something that is a nemesis for all of us, and that is fear. Uh, Fear is the root of a lot of struggles that we face. I know in my life, it can definitively be a factor in whether or not I'm willing to risk or put myself out there in situations where the outcomes are unclear or unsure. Sometimes and often it regards relational things for me. Will I trust that I am able to bring something to the table in this situation? Can I handle myself in the midst of this this scenario, you know? Do I bring value? For many of you, you've heard the story that I've shared at at a couple of conferences in the past about my granddaughter. Her mom is a single mom. One of my precious daughters who I'm very close to. And both of them are a couple of the apples of my eye. Very, very dear to me. When my granddaughter, who is eight now, was just a few months old, my daughter and my granddaughter moved into my sister's home because they needed a place to live, and my sister happened to have a whole apartment in her basement that was available. So they moved. They were about 15, 20 minutes from my house at that point in time, and my sister was very gracious to offer that opportunity to my daughter. And it was initially going to be like a six-month temporary situation, but actually turned into um, more than three years of her living there. And it was a generous and gracious offer from my sister and her husband. The challenge for me came when this little granddaughter became very attached to my sister. My sister had helped as a caregiver when they lived there. She would often rock her to sleep and look out for her babysitter, that type of thing. And oftentimes when we got together as a family, my granddaughter would choose or prefer my sister over me pretty much most of the time. When she was two or three, if I was holding her and she saw my sister, she would immediately want to go to her. And if you know me, you know that my children and grandchildren mean the world to me and I love them like crazy and I hold them very close to my heart. So maybe for some people, this might not have been a challenge to the level that it was for me. But for me, it was so, so difficult. And the enemy's scheme against my life had always been insignificance. And so this played on that and caused me to react in hurt and frustration. Every time this would transpire, you know, it would be, I would feel very hurt, very, uh, like, even frustrated about the dynamic with my sister. And throughout the years, I've had to press through and put all of my hope in God to see that my relationship with my granddaughter remained a strong one, as well as my relationship with my sister. And recently, I've been reading First John, and it just kind of these verses summed the whole problem up in my heart and the cure. In 1 John four seventeen through 21, it says, By this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. 
There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. Yikes. That's pretty straightforward. And just the whole concept of that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. That whole dynamic with my granddaughter and my sister was based on fear. Fear that I would no longer be valuable to her. Fear that I would not be, quote, the grandma in her life. Fear that I was replaced. Fear that I wasn't valuable to her. It was totally based on fear. It wasn't based on love. Because love would have been able to see the big picture and understand, first of all, that there was room in my granddaughter's life for both of us. And secondly, that God had me covered. I remember times in prayer where God would even speak to my heart and say, Penny, no one's going to take your place. I've got you. I've got you covered in this. And he tried to reassure me and encourage me, but often my go-to would be fall back to that fear. And these verses are a plumb line. They're a litmus test. They're proven in our day-to-day relationships and certainly in the ones that present the opportunity for offense and fear. Whether we have perfect love or not, which is the ultimate objective, is to walk in love, to love fearlessly. My sister wasn't doing anything offensive. On the contrary, she was trying to help. But in the process, it left me in a vulnerable and what was for me, a fearful place. Now, throughout the last eight years, I've had to learn over and over to cast any fear in regard to this situation on the faithful fatherhood of God in my life. It's been a process. It has not been an easy fix. It didn't just all of a sudden just disappear and, okay, I'm good to go now. Rather, it was a process and a, and a warfare in my life. The fear that I had been and would continue to be replaced in the life of someone that was so special to me was a haunting type of thing to me. And on top of that, my sister has always been one of my dearest friends, my uh, prayer partner. We pray together about so many things. She's a wonderful Christian. She's kind, faithful, and loving. So the dilemma was personified because of that. And I'm sharing all this to bring our attention to the vulnerability involved in our relationships and how often the root of frailty in those relationships is rooted in fear. Fear of being rejected, fear of being judged, fear of being passed over perhaps, fear of being replaced or treated unfairly. There's many situations in the Bible. Abraham was afraid he would be treated badly by a king due to his wife's beauty. Saul was afraid he would be replaced and be superfluous in light of David, which actually was brought about, it really did happen due to his unwillingness to trust and obey God. Gideon was afraid he didn't have what it took to do what God was asking of him. So often fear causes us to not be able 
to walk out the will of God in our life. We lose out. We lose so much, so much peace, so much relational continuity, so much blessing and favor because we've allowed fear to consume us or to hinder us. The root issue is whether or not we truly trust God to handle our life issues. Do we? Will he be faithful to us? Will he make room for us? Will he help us? Will he sort out all the intricacies in our current situation? Will he fulfill his destiny and our role in this world and life faithfully with our families, with our ministry that we're involved in, with our relationships? Fear is meant to drive us away from our confidence in God and his goodness and his faithfulness in our lives. One of my favorite songs that is always just deeply touches my heart is the goodness of God. And the line that says, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. It reminds me that he has been faithful to me, and he's not going to stop that. He's not going to change. He's faithful. Always, I've loved the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. It says, Oh, great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Why would I not think that he's going to continue to be as faithful as he's always been? He is the mainstay of my life. He's the one that's gotten me through so many issues, so many storms, so many struggles. He will continue to do so. Job said in Job 3.25, For what I fear comes upon me, and what I dread befalls me. There's a principle in the Bible that fear attracts the very thing that we're concerned or fearful about. It brings it into our lives. It opens the door. It gives access to that very thing. Numbers 13.33, I have always used this verse to encourage even my kids. Uh, When the spies were sent into the land to get an overview, they became fearful. Rather than choosing what God told them that he would do, about his plan to give them the land, they saw themselves in a way that could only spell defeat and failure. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. And not only did they struggle with that internally, but they inspired others to see them that way also. And this created a dynamic for their future that was opposite of what God had planned and certainly destructive. Fear brings the opposite result of what we're hoping for or looking for. It attracts the very worst outcomes. It opens the door for attack, for weakness, for failure. Sure, we're all assailed by fears. Sure, it's a normal part of life. Sure, we struggle. Sure, we fight. And many things are very legitimate. But we have to fight. We cannot give in like those spies did and just say, no, we're just nothing but grasshoppers. We can't do this. We're not able. I often say the the thing that pleases God most is our willingness to take him at his word and make our decisions and transform our thoughts accordingly. The Bible bears this out over and over again. Hebrews 11.6 says, 
without faith, it's impossible to please him. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Excuse me. It has only been through fighting with God's word in my heart and in my mouth, speaking it, and persevering to believe that he's got me, that I have come full circle in regard even to this situation with my sister and my granddaughter. We all have a strong close and balanced relationship. Now, my granddaughter loves my sister and she loves me. And we're all very close. My sister and I have worked hard at overcoming the obstacles that came from that opportunity for fear and failure. It was only through fighting fear and choosing faith in God's heart and his goodness that there was victory and breakthrough. Had I remained in that fear, which was certainly a choice, I could have, Had I not fought, things would still be rocky and awkward and painful, and I would be reaping the results of that. This is only one of so many situations where fear knocked at my door and told me what I should think or what I should believe or told me what kind of choices I should make. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. That's That's kind of the key verse to what I'm sharing today. This is something we need to press into and make a mandate for our choices, our relationships, our opportunities. When we're in fear, we're not able to be in love because fear regards punishment. That's what the next verse says. But perfect love, perfect hope in God, God's perfect love for us will cast out that fear if we fight. If we're being bullied, pushed, dissuaded by fear, we need to fight to believe him, to resist that enemy of fear. We have to be able to love well. Verse 20 says we're a liar if we don't love well and if we don't relinquish fear in our life. Only faith and the willingness to send fear away will enable us to love well. No amount of logic or wallowing in our concerns will do it. excuse me, of course we need to process things and make wise decisions. And often we need to set boundaries in relationships, not based on fear, but based on wisdom. That's reality. But we cannot be motivated or driven by fear. That is a force for destruction in our hearts, in our friendships, in our destiny. If you're in a position now where fear is pushing or driving you, get with God, please. Find out what his word promises you in light of this situation. Choose to take that at face value. Write it out. Speak it. Choose it. Don't let fear control you or win the day. Let God's promise win the day. Love y'all. Thank you so much. And I pray that God encourages you today and that you banish fear in regard to whatever situation you're facing right now. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.